It is a showtime. This is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Oh, hell yeah! 20 questions. 105 possible points. I have an answer to your question. General knowledge categories like literature, music, sports, history, TV, geography, and many more. All in a pub trivia game format. I'm paying thousands of dollars for education. Apparently, I don't need to. I have a question for you. Are you ready to pass the bar? Hell yeah, I'm ready. This is a heavy B production. It is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Welcome back. We host this game we're about to play four nights a week in front of a live pub drinking audience. Get pretty rowdy, can't it, Jason, in front of that audience? Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you go home just embarrassed at your own behavior. Me? You think yeah. sometimes no. I go home embarrassed? I think sometimes there are teams that go home embarrassed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe you go home embarrassed for us. I was going to say, you know what? I do go home embarrassed. Not only for you, but sometimes I go home embarrassed myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we bring it to you on the internet and social media. Get you ready for your next pub trivia night. Get you through the work day, through your commute, whatever it may be. Like we said, Jason, whatever you want to do with the pub trivia podcast in the privacy of your own home. It's completely up to you. Yep. Just keep it to yourself. My name is Edge, the man with all the answers, and uh, my job ain't a job. It's a damn good time. This is my good friend here, Jason Young. He is your measuring stick tonight. If you decide to compete in the bar exam, uh, you will be playing against him. How are you tonight, Jason? I'm doing well, and I, I've been uh, I've been doing brain exercises. <laughs> Um, that's a complete lie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, what would a brain I, exercise I'm, look like? I'm completely unprepared for what's about to occur. <laughs> well, uh, here's what the bar exam is, everybody. The bar exam is a pub trivia game made up of 20 questions divided into two sections. Each section has three parts, and each part has three questions. We begin each part by reading aloud three categories. Then ask a question pertaining to one of those categories. And play this sound effect. You have until the end of that sound effect to submit the answer to your host or scorekeeper. The sound effect's only 12 seconds long to keep the game moving, so if that's too fast, simply pause the podcast throughout gameplay. Here's how you keep score. Each part of the bar exam is worth 10 points. When a question is asked, you'll assign a point value of 6, 3, or 1 based on your confidence in that answer. But you can only use each value once per part. You don't have to assign a point value until a question's been asked, but again, once you wager a point value, whether your answer is right or wrong, that value cannot be used again until the next three-question part. You add up the points for the ones you get right. You do nothing for the ones you get wrong, so there is no penalty for guessing. And the team or individual at the end of the game with the most points wins. It's that easy. For more info on scoring, check out our website. HeavyBTrivia1.com So there are official score sheets and some visualizations that may help you understand the scoring a little better at our website, heavybtrivia1.com. If you don't want to keep score, if you want to create your own scoring system, by all means, do that too. We're just here to have fun. You don't have to keep score with Jason. But if you are competing against Jason today, here are some rules you can uh, consider. First and foremost, this is normally a team game, so you can talk out answers with your team. You just can't scream answers out. If you shout out answers, that's going to ruin the game, so please don't do that. Uh, Once you give your answer to your host or your scorekeeper, your answer is final. You cannot have it back, so make sure you're ready to submit it before you submit it. And the rule we take most seriously here during the pub trivia podcast you're not allowed to look up answers it's a brain game as jason just said he was doing brain exercises earlier okay he was doing that because he's not allowed to look up answers on his cell phone or the internet or your or your office computer if you're doing that you're cheating everybody at the game don't soil your reputation over cheating at a bar trivia game it's it's not a good look is it jason Really don't soil anything is my motto. That's one of the rules I live by. It's a good motto to live by, too. My name is Edge. All the decisions I make are final. Jason, are you ready to pass the bar, my friend? I uh, Yes, I'm ready. All right, let's get fired up with your first three categories then. They are Animal Kingdom, 
food and beverage, literature. Once again, animal kingdom, food and beverage, and literature. Here's the first question of tonight's game. Don't shout out any answers. Some of these questions are easier than others. What fast-growing plant is the main food source of the giant panda? Once again, what fast-growing plant is the main food source of the giant panda? Good luck, everybody. Did I stump this guy on the first question? I just said we like to throw out softballs. What a panda <laughs> The mic is attacking me. Uh... I think we got him on this one, folks. What fast-growing plant is the main food of the giant panda? The microphone is attacking him it's right now. So also, uh, he's going to put a question mark down on this I don't know what pandas eat. It's not normal. Uh, what fast-growing plant is the main food of the giant panda? You were only right if you wrote bamboo. And you just got bamboozled yeah. on that first At question, At some point, Jay. I knew that in my life, I think. <laughs> All right. Food and beverage category question. We talked about Jägermeister a couple episodes ago and how, like, even if I sniff that right now, it kind of makes me dry heave. I don't even want to ask this question because this liquor makes me want to throw up right now. What clear Italian cinnamon-flavored schnapps has about $2 worth of 24-carat gold leaf flakes in each of its 750-milliliter bottles? Once again, which clear Italian cinnamon-flavored schnapps has about $2 worth of 24-carat gold leaf flakes in each of its 750-milliliter bottles? Excuse me. doesn't sound Italian. Spelling doesn't count on this one. It doesn't sound Italian. So uh, I hope it is. But what clear Italian cinnamon flavored schnapps has about $2 worth of 24 karat gold leaf flakes in each of its 750 milliliter bottles? You were only right if you wrote the great gold schlager. So you're gagging at one minute. And now you're talking <laughs> the great gold well, you schlager. Know what? I mean, it, it, the fireball's really trendy right now. That ha- tastes a little bit like gold schlager. There used to be something called aftershock. Do you remember that? Yeah. That tasted a lot like gold schlager. Let me ask you this, though, Jason. You got to take one shot right now. Gold schlager or Jägermeister? What's it going to be? It's got to be gold schlager. Gold schlager, like, There's really? no way I could take a Jäger I shot. I could probably do like a Jäger bomb if you put some like Red Bull in there or something. Uh, no, there's no I, way. I'm telling you, I don't think I could do gold schlager. All right. Literature category question. Got to keep it moving on. Maybe we'll go get some gold schlager after the game here. The Catcher in the Rye is a famous novel written by whom? Once again, The Catcher in the Rye is a famous novel written by whom? Good luck, everybody. Sure, many of you have heard of this novel also. Many of you maybe had to read it in high school as well, but we only got 12 seconds. It's pretty quick. The Catcher in the Rye is a famous novel written by whom? That's what it starts with, right? You were only right if you wrote... Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that was last name. J.D. Salinger. J.D. Salinger. So Jason... Only got one question right on that one, but he wagered the six points on his right question, so he's got six after part number one. Here we go with your part two categories. They're going to be famous firsts, movies, and sports. Once again, famous firsts, movies, and sports. Here's your famous firsts category question. In which decade did Chuck Yeager first break the sound barrier? Once again, in which decade did Chuck Yeager first break the sound barrier? Good luck, everybody. While we're playing the sound effect, too, those of you watching on YouTube, 
you can log on to our website, heavybeatrivia1.com. These are our official score sheets. Tells you exactly how to play the game as well, if you're interested in that. Heavybeatrivia1.com. In which decade did Chuck Yeager first break the sound barrier? It happened back in 1947. So the 1940s would have been the correct response. West Virginia's own Chuck Yeager. Not a good start for Jason, by the way. Just no. got to throw that out there. really surprised <laughs> Here's your sports category question. Why? Because you think it I was it thinking late later 50s, after that. Yeah. yeah, like could airplanes could fly that fast in yeah. the 40s. Guy had the need for speed, that's for sure. Movies category question. I'll have what she's having. There's a famous line from what 1980s romantic comedy. Once again, I'll have what she's having. Is a famous line from what romantic comedy? Good luck, everybody. Billy Crystal was in this one. Was it Meg Ryan or Melanie Griffith? Uh, it was Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan was in this one also. I'll have what she's having. A famous line from what romantic comedy? The correct response is, when Harry met Sally. Quick trivia. That line was said by the director's mom. Really? That's the actress that played that role. <laughs> That's awesome. They also did that. They used that line in like an Herbal Essences commercial, I think, a few years back. Like they'd have girls... You know, and really enjoying themselves while they were washing their hair right. in the shower. And they, you know, they'd have somebody be like, boy, I, I want what she's having right <laughs> yeah. there. I want that shampoo, you know. So uh, certainly an iconic movie. Sports category question. Certainly an iconic athlete here. Dr. J, the NBA Hall of Famer. Where did he play college basketball? Once again, at what university did NBA Hall of Fame player Julius Irving play college basketball? Also known as Dr. Drag. <laughs> Dr. Dr. J, that is. Good luck, everybody. Boy, he caught himself quick on that one. See if he can get it in in time. Where did NBA Hall of Fame player Julius Irving play college basketball? I believe this conference right now, or this team is right now in the Atlantic 10 yes. basketball conference. They may have been in the Big East, though, back in the day. The correct response was Massachusetts, UMass. Jason got it right. Good part for him. Got two out of three in that one. Picked up nine points. Here are your part three categories. Going to be government and the law, music, and television. Once again, government and the law, music, and television. Here's your government and the law category question. Is it the 18th, the 19th, or the 20th Amendment of the United States Constitution that allows women to vote? Once again, is it the 18th, the 19th, or the 20th Amendment of the United States Constitution that allows women to vote? Good luck, everybody. Got another good trivia about this one as well. Okay, good. Now all of a sudden you're providing the question. I so. believe. Well, no, this is not a question. I believe 2020 is the 100 year anniversary. I think you are right about that. I think it was 1919, maybe when that happened, or 1920. Uh, is it the 18th, 19th, or 20th Amendment of the United States Constitution that allows women to vote? You were only right if you wrote the 19th Amendment. Keeping it going right along here with your music category question. Guys on fire over here. Was that three in a row for you? Yes. Three in a row for him. See if we can make it four. I think we will with this one. I think you like this group. Call Me, Rapture, and The Tide is High are songs written and recorded by what rock band? 
Once again, Call Me, Rapture, and The Tide is High are songs written and recorded by what rock band? I'm surprised you're having a hard time with this one because The Tide is High seems like a song you would like, Jason. And I know you'd like Call Me. Everybody likes Call Me. I just don't know who the singer and the band is. Uh, you got to go way back on this one. Further back than you 2 which is what he wrote. Call Me, Rapture, and The Tide is High are songs written and recorded by what rock band? You were only right if you wrote Blondie. Yep. Did you ever know Blondie? Did you ever heard of Blondie? I mean, I've heard The Tide is High. Yeah. We play at I've the live. Call I, Me. I play Call Me all the time at yeah. the live games, man. That's one of my favorite songs. I really like that song. All right. TV category question song is your final uh, I should say TV category is your final question of the part. And it's kind of a multiple choice in a roundabout way. On what television network did the TV show Home Improvement air for eight seasons? Once again, on what TV network did the show Home Improvement air for eight seasons? Good luck, everybody. Not HGTV. It was not HGTV. <laughs> really, it was only probably one of three because I don't even know if Fox was really that big of a network when this show was on television. It may have been, though. On what network did the TV show Home Improvement air for eight seasons? What did you write? ABC. The correct response is ABC. So you, you stole a few there. What do you have right now going into this halftime question? Uh, 15 and 9. I've got 24. 24? That's a good score, man. We'll see if we can add to that. If you can get to 30 at halftime, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, here is your halftime question. It works a little differently. You don't need to wager on this question. This question is going to have five correct answers, and you get two points for each answer you get correct. So you can score 10 points here during the halftime question. We would normally give you two songs for this question, too, since it is slightly more involved. But since we're playing on the internet... We're going to take a two-minute commercial break uh, after we ask the halftime question. Here is your halftime question. Besides the Nobel Peace Prize, to what five other fields are Nobel Prizes awarded each year? This is a gettable one, man. They're not always, always this black and white, I feel like. Besides the Nobel Peace Prize, to what other five fields are Nobel Prizes awarded each year? We're going to give you two minutes on this one. Take your time. Talk it out with your team. And the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast will be back after this. Get your question on the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast by emailing baragzamptpod at gmail.com. This is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Hey, it's Ed from the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Want to give a shout-out to our sponsors and let you know where you can play pub trivia live on location. Mondays, I'm in Buckcannon for Bar Bingo Night at Buffalo Wild Wings. Straight up bingo, but we play for gift cards. Five games, in fact, throughout the night. Five gift cards to give away. Check it out, Bar Bingo on Mondays in Buckcannon. We call the first ball at 6.30. Tuesday, catch me hosting live from the Rickside Bar and Grill in Bridgeport. Showtime at 7.30. And right now, we're running the bonus bingo promotion exclusively at the Brickside. So log on to Heavy Beach. Trivia1.com for info on that. Top three teams for pub trivia get gift cards each night. Brickside, Lodgeville Road in Bridgeport. You can also on Tuesday catch Haas calling questions at the Ramblin' Route in Fairmont. Showtime starts at 7 o'clock. The Ramblin' Route located right there on Fairmont Avenue in downtown. Prizes for the top three teams there. Wednesdays, catch Haas again as he makes the trip to Buckcannon for pub trivia at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's an early game. Starts at 6.30. Buffalo Wild Wings in Buckcannon. You can see it right from Route 33. Prizes for the top three teams in Buckcannon. 
Magic's Bar and Grill also hosts a game on Wednesday night with your host with the most, Rob. Magic's located on Middletown Road there in Whitehall, a newly smoke-free facility also, which is really cool. Game starts at 7 o'clock there. Check out Magic's on Wednesday night. Prizes for the top three teams. Thursday, we give the bar exam in Fairmont at the Derby, probably my favorite place in the world. Really, I'm telling you. Greg is your host on Thursdays. The Derby, located on Virginia Avenue, right next to East West Stadium. Smaller joints, so get there early, get yourself a seat. Prizes for the top two teams at the Derby. Game starts at 7 o'clock. And then I'm back at it on Thursdays also, live from Meager's Irish Pub in Bridgeport. Benton Court at the new Charles Point Plaza. Top three teams get paid, including a $40 gift card for first place. Great selection of beer, too, at Meager's. Check us out Thursday for the bar exam. Gets underway at 7.30. Email us at baregzamptpod at gmail.com. Thanks for playing the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. We'll be right back. You're playing the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Here's your host, Ed. It is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Welcome back. We just asked your halftime question a moment ago. Besides the Nobel Peace Prize, to what other five fields are Nobel Prizes awarded each year? And as I said, you know, sometimes, Jason, these halftime questions are not like as black and white as this one is. Uh, There's only five answers you could choose from here. And the Nobel Prizes are pretty popular prizes as well. Here's how your answer slip should have looked. They give away Nobel Prizes in literature, physics, physiology and medicine, chemistry, and economics. Those are the five Nobel Prizes that are awarded each year. Jason, would you like to share your score with everyone right now? Well, so I got physics, literature, and chemistry, Mm -hmm. and then I wrote biology, which doesn't count, but it was my medicine brain. Yeah, it doesn't count. And I wrote math, which it doesn't count. So I got six, so my halftime score, uh, going into the second half, I got 30 points. Yeah, that's not a bad score, though. As I said, if you can get to 30, even if you're playing with a team, that's pretty darn good if you can get to 30. Now, normally at halftime here, we would read out our standings. So if you're playing with a group of people right now, you or teams, you may want to pause the podcast, read out your standings so everybody knows where they stand right now. We just took a two-minute timeout. You could always take a break right now. When we're at the pub, we also take a break after the halftime question, let people catch a vape or catch a smoke, whatever it is they want to do. Make a phone call. You know how that goes. We don't have to do that right now, though. We can jump right into the second half. The second half, we now up the ante. You wager seven, five, or three based on your confidence in the answers. You can now score 15 points per part instead of 10. Jason, are you ready? to start the second half of the bar exam. Bring it. Here we go. Your part four categories are music, crossword clues, arts and entertainment. Once again, music, crossword clues, arts and entertainment. Music category question to kick off the second half. In the Tom Petty song, Free Fallen, the girl is a big fan of what musical artist? Once again, in the Tom Petty song, Free Fallen, the girl is a big fan of what musical artist? Good luck, everybody. These ones are always tough when you're like asked lyrics from songs, but another song or another beat is playing. I always found it difficult. Yeah, especially at the pub because you always play a song, you know, while we answer the question. If, it, if it's not even close, then it's miserable. And it's usually not even close, right? right? But I'll tell right. you what, you didn't have any problem with this one, man. In the Tom Petty song, Free Fall, and the girl is a big fan of what musical artist? You were only right if you wrote the late great. Elvis Presley. Believe it or not, my mom's a huge Elvis fan. Growing up downstairs in our powder room of our house, it was completely dedicated to Elvis. We had Elvis borders, Elvis, uh, you know, imagery all over the place, man. So I'm a pretty big Elvis fan. Are you crazy about Elvis? I am not crazy about Elvis, but okay. I like him. He's he's he had some uh, some 
incredible songs. Let's not kid ourselves here. All right. Crossword clues, category question, second question to part number four. Seven letters. Your second letter is a C. We'll see how closely you were paying attention in math class here. A triangle with unequal sides and angles is called a what? Once again, seven letters, second letter C. A triangle with unequal sides and angles is called a what? Good luck, everybody. Seven letters, second letter C. A triangle with unequal sides and angles is called a what? It's your second question of part number four. Crossword clues category. You were only right if you wrote scalene. Uh-huh. Scalene. That's that is not that's... how you spell isosceles right there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but spelling, no, that's why spelling never counts in this it's game. It's got to count in crosswords. It does one. have to count in crosswords. You're right. You got to be right on that one. Uh, but scalene is the correct response. All right. Arts entertainment category question. Final question to part number four. In which decade did the Orson Welles War of the Worlds radio broadcast first air? Caused mass pandemonium and panic also. Once again, in which decade did the Orson Welles War of the Worlds radio broadcast first air? Good luck, everybody. You're nodding to the beat or nodding at my answer? I'm kind of nodding to the beat. I was also thinking about like what it would have been like to be alive in this time and hear that Orson Welles. It's impossible for us to comprehend because of how much like social media and how easily information is accessible to us right now. But if you think back in this year, it happened, by the way, decade that Orson Welles War of the Worlds radio broadcast was first aired back in 1938. Mm Mm-hmm. You just wonder what it would have been like. Because it did. It caused mass panic amongst people, man. People were running out of their house thinking the aliens had, had arrived. And it was simply uh, nothing more than entertainment. It would it never happen now because we would advertise it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. People would know it was coming. You're right. You're right. Somebody would have to make a buck off it too, right? Sure. There'd All be right. trailers and Comic-Cons. <laughs> and- Here are your part five categories. Keeping it going with celebrities. No, I'm sorry. This is up. Let's start over. Part Five categories are politicians and presidents, movies, and celebrities. Politicians and presidents, movies, and celebrities. Here's your politicians and presidents category question. Before Al Gore was vice president of the United States, he was a congressman that represented which state? Once again, before Al Gore was vice president, he was a congressman that represented which state? Good luck, everybody. You probably could have left this as a celebrity, you know, politicians. I mean, look, now. he did The Inconvenient Truth, which was an award-winning documentary. He had yeah. a huge part in. So you could say he is more than just a politician. He is somewhat of a celebrity. Yeah. I don't know if you'd put him in the same categories like Miley Cyrus, but people certainly know who he is. He's a prominent individual. Before Al Gore was vice president, he was Congress he was a congressman that represented which state? You were only right if you wrote Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about Nashville a moment ago, weren't we? Jason? We were. Yeah, speak off of the air. devil. That was the off air. Yeah, it was. Convo. All right, politicians and presidents category question. We're actually thinking about opening up a bar, Jason and I, called Trivia Bar. Not in Nashville, though. Not, not in Nashville. <laughs> but we we talked about how yeah. great the bars were in Nashville. All right. Uh, what is Biff's last name? This is a movies category question. The second question of part number five. What is Biff's last name in the Back to the Future? 
film franchise. Looks like I've stumped Jason on this one. What is Biff's last name in the Back to the Future film franchise? Good luck, everybody. I thought it was his last name. And maybe it is. Oh, you thought Biff was yeah, his last name? I thought name? Biff was his last name. <laughs> This is your movies category question. Final second question, I should say, part number five. What is Biff's last name in the Back to the Future film franchise? You were only right if you wrote Tannen. Biff Tannen, not Biff Diff. What is that? Biff, Biff Diffler. Biff Diffler. <laughs> I'm having a hard time even saying that. Like a tongue twister. That would be his name if he was on like The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Or Biff Stifler. You remember that one? <laughs> Here is your celebrities category question. Final question of part number five. Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban's daughter is named after a day of the week. Which day of the week? Once again, Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban's daughter is named after a day of the week. Which day of the week? Good luck, everybody. Got a one in seven chance. I guess they all would. I mean, I don't know about Thursday. I wouldn't name anybody Thursday. But some of them already have, like Friday. They already Wednesday. Friday is a name. I mean, we know some. There was a, what, Dragnet had, like, Agent Friday on And Wednesday Adams. Wednesday Adams. So, I don't know, man. What do you got? I wrote Sunday. Okay, the correct response. Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban's daughter is named after this day of the week. You were only right if you wrote Sunday. Sunday fun day. Yeah, good one. I mean, really, if you go through the days of the week, there are a couple that are names for sure, but some just don't sound like names either. Right. You know? I think Friday was also the name in Robinson Crusoe of the slave that was captured off the slave ship. I don't know. Again, sometimes information just pops into this head that I think I've learned somewhere. But it's actually just like osmosis. It just, right. it's not real. It just hap- It just comes into my brain somehow. You know? I'm sitting at 52 with a block to go. Wow. That's a big score, man. Yep. That's a big score. We'll see if we can make it higher with your part six categories, TV, literature, and sports. Once again, TV, literature, and sports. TV category question. In what year did the network CTV rebrand itself and debut as Comedy Central. You can be within two years on this one also. Within two years. In what year did the network CTV rebrand itself and debut as Comedy Central? Good luck, everybody. You could have been within two years. In what year did the network CTV rebrand itself and debut as Comedy Central? The correct response was 1991. Oh, wow. 89 through 93 would have been the correct response. So we broke up Jason's hot streak there. I think he's going to get this one, though. He's not that smart of a dude, but I feel like this is a pretty easy one for you. Put him on the spot here. Let's see what With happens. With an insult. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Captain Nemo. Captain, what ship in the famous story, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Uh Uh-oh. (sighs) Uh-oh. Captain Nemo. Captain, what ship in the famous story, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Good luck, everybody. Oh, man, I've insulted him. But it looks like I'm going to be justified in the insult. Eat it. Oh, (laughs) he got it. (laughs) 
Got it right at the last second. Saved by the bell. Captain Nemo. Captain, what ship in the famous story 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? You were only right if you wrote the Nautilus. And again, spelling doesn't count. Thank goodness. That could be a challenging one for some of us to spell. I knew it was in there somewhere. N-A-U-T-I-L-U-S. That's how you spell Nautilus. All right. This is your sports category question. Final question to part number six. What two jersey numbers did Kobe Bryant wear as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers throughout his career? Once again, what two jersey numbers did Kobe Bryant wear as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers throughout his career? Good luck, everybody. What two jersey numbers did Kobe Bryant wear as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers throughout his career? They were, of course, 24 and the number Eight, which uh, even if you're not a sports fan, you've probably heard a lot about in the right. last you know month or so with right. uh, his untimely and tragic death. It is now time to get into our final question of the evening. Our final question works just like Jeopardy now. You wager anywhere between zero and 20 points on this question. If you get this final question correct, I will add whatever you wager to your final score. If you get it wrong, I'm going to take away whatever you wager from your final score. So we do have some strategy involved here. Now would be a time if you're playing with groups or individuals at the office or whatever in a car. uh, Read out your standing so everybody knows where you stand because there is strategy to wagering here. What is your score right now, Jason? I have 64 points. Wow, that's a, that's a good score. A chance to get up to uh, 84 points if he's willing to bet it all on this final question. Here we go, your final question of the night. It's a multiple choice. Keep your cell phones away. It'd be easy to look this one up, I think. In 1980, there were 16 different artists or musical acts that had a song make number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Only one musical act, though, had two songs go number one in that year. Who was it? Was it Billy Joel, Queen, Blondie, Michael Jackson, or Captain Antoniel? Once again, in 1980, there were 16 different artists or musical acts that had a song make number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Only one musical act, though, had two songs go number one in that year. Who was it? Was it Billy Joel, Queen, Blondie, Michael Jackson, or Captain and Tennille. If we were at the pub, we'd give you two songs for this one, but since we're playing on the internet, we'll give you a two-minute commercial break, and we'll be right back with your final answer. Thanks so much for listening. It is the Pub Trivia Podcast. Did you hear a mistake or wrong answer to a question? Let us know about it. Email the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast staff at baremptpod at gmail.com. The Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast is recorded at the Brickside Bar and Grill, located on Lodgeville Road in Bridgeport. A selection of over 40 beers, award-winning wings, and the biggest open-air concert deck in Harrison County. Check out the Brickside Bar and Grill on Facebook or stop in and see for yourself. The Brickside, it's where the locals hang out. You're in the game with Edge on the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Here are some Bar Exam Pub Trivia Fast Facts to get you through the remainder of halftime. If you leave Earth at the age of 15 in a spaceship and travel at the speed of light for five years throughout space, when you get back on Earth, you'll be 20 years old. But all of your friends who were 15 at the time when you left will now be 65. If your car could drive vertically, you could be in outer space in less than an hour. Tiger shark embryos fight each other in their mother's womb. The winner is born. If you've got a fast fact you want us to share during halftime or your final question, email us. 
baregzampttpod at gmail.com. You have about 60 seconds remaining to answer this question. 60 seconds. Good luck. You're listening to the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Your final question is brought to you by Heavy Bee Productions. Good is only good until you've had better, and Heavy Bee Productions is the best. For information on event planning, interactive bar games, trivia leagues, video and audio production, and MC services for corporate events, weddings, and private events, check out Heavy Bee Productions online at heavybeetrivia1.com. Want to give a big shout out to our Bar Exam Pub Trivia Live Game Venues. Check out the Ramblin' Root in Fairmont on Fairmont Avenue. The Brickside Bar and Grill, Lodgeville Road in Bridgeport. Magic's Bar and Grill, Middleton Road in Whitehall. Buffalo Wild Wings, Northridge Road in Buckhannon. The Derby, Virginia Avenue in Fairmont. And Meager's Irish Pub, Benton Court in Bridgeport. Find information about all our live game Bar Exam Pub Trivia venues at our website, heavybtrivia1.com. Contact us on Twitter, Bar Exam PT Pod. Now back to the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. It is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Back with your final question of the night in 1980. There were 16 different artists or musical acts that had a song make number one in the Billboard Hot 100. Only one musical act, though, had two songs go number one in that year. Who was it? We gave you five choices. Billy Joel, Queen, Blondie, Michael Jackson, or Captain and Tennille. Whenever you're playing this game, a good default answer on music questions is Michael Jackson. But that is not the correct answer. Another one bites the dust. Crazy little thing called love went number one in 1980 on the Billboard Hot 100. So your correct response is going to be Queen. Jason wagered 14. He loses 14 points on that one. 64 minus 14 puts you at your lucky number. Guess what? The big 5-0, baby. My favorite number 69. (laughs) It's becoming clear that Jason's favorite number is fitty because yep. that's what he finishes with tonight. Any final thoughts on tonight's game, Jason? You were red hot there out of the gates, but uh, down the stretch kind of faltered a little bit, huh? I, but I'm most excited about Nautilus because you were sure that you got <laughs> me on that. And I, and I threw some shade your way you did. just before that. Uh, if you have a question for us, if you'd like to communicate with us, maybe you want to come on and play against the measuring stick, Mr. Softball over here. Uh, in the studio sometime. Who knows? Reach out via email, Bar Exam PT Pod. You can also get us on Twitter, Bar Exam PT Pod. We are on Facebook and Instagram as well, Bar Exam PT Podcast on those platforms. And of course, we have score sheets that look just like this, printable if you want to do it for the office, heavybtrivia1.com. For Jason Young, my name is Edge. Jason, we always like to finish with a toast. Right. It's been the same toast the last five or six times, but I love this it's one. A tradition. A glass is good. Alas is good. A pipe to smoke in cold weather. The world is good. People are good. We should all make each other better. Cheers, partner. Cheers, brother. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. This is a Heavy Bee production.